Welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show, the mind that sometimes I believe belongs in a straitjacket, but I think my level of crazy is just enough, and it's my podcast, so I want to share it with the world. But I am excited about today's episode. The man, the myth, the legend, somebody that I call a friend, even though we haven't met in real life yet, but it's coming, um, the voice of angels, the voice of entrepreneurs, the voice of the internet. I don't even know how to describe him, but he's somebody that I follow immensely and intensely and who I do follow and he motivates me in so many areas and not like the kind of fake motivation of like, oh, I feel like it today. It's like consistent, loaded with heart, loaded with love, loaded with positive energy, talking about everything from loving your life, loving your wife, getting your finances in check and delivering it with that smooth sound that just <laughs> cures your heart. And so before I go any further and like butcher this beyond belief, let me welcome my friend Donald. So Donald, welcome to the show, my friend. My guy, what's up, man? George Bryant, how you doing, bro? I am good. I'm good. I told everybody, I told Donald before the show, guys, that I was, I love my voice now. I've learned to love it through being friends with Donald. And I was like, but when I hear him, man, I'm like, I'm about to go, I don't know, find a hobby that makes me wheezy and add some depth to my voice. <laughs> that or I need an accent. I think I need an accent. I don't know what it is. I feel like when you get like an Australian or European accent, it buys you permission to yeah. speak however you want. Everyone's like, God, that sounds amazing. That's so true, man. That's right? so true. No, but look, like I, like I told you, everyone has their voice and you you have a voice that that cuts through in a different way. So I love you for that. And um, thanks, man, for having me on. I'm excited, bro. Yeah, me too. Me too. So uh, for those of you that don't know, so uh, what's your Instagram? It's Donald the Voice, right? Donald the Voice. Donald the Voice, just like the duck. Donald yeah, Don the Voice. <laughs> Donald, Donald the Voice. But you do a lot um, of yeah. voiceovers. You do commercials. You do you know, audio interviews. You do everything. So this question I'm about to ask you is probably going to have a different answer than I get most of the time. And so when okay. you look back at your journey, your rise to this voice and doing what you do, what do you think, looking back, was like the biggest mistake that you ever made in business? And then what was the lesson that you took out of it? Whoa, there's so many ways that I can answer that question. And this is something that I've come to realize recently, maybe in the last nine months to a year, was that Donald the Voice had no voice. Here's what I mean by that. I was in a place, George, not too long ago, about a year ago, where um, whether it was childhood hurt, whether it was insecurity, whether it was fear, whether it was being afraid to be bold, to be courageous, everything that was external for me, external success, leaving my full-time job of almost a decade of teaching middle school and launching out full-time into entrepreneurship, I got into this thing and I was like, wow, why am I afraid to truly be myself, to show the full gamut of my journey as, as a man that just so happens to include being a, a most recent entrepreneur, right? And so I would say my biggest mistake was this, was launching out in business and not having a true voice, not really understanding myself, what I bring to the world and what my pain points are and seeing that that's all a part of the total package of being a businessman, that you can't divorce how you are in business from who you are on the inside, right? And how like we really do provide value to the world from the inside out. And so whenever that's incongruent, you're bound to have this amazing thing externally that people look at and they and they applaud an amazing voice, you know, national commercials, like all this cool stuff. But on the inside, you're like you're either not happy or you're discontent or the people that you really care about don't like you. And you're like, wait a minute, this is backwards. So I would say the biggest mistake that I've made recently, man, in business was uh, realizing or it wasn't a mistake. It was coming to the realization that, OK, I got to find my voice. And so my voice 
is not just Donald who Donald is externally, but it's just a guy who is who is very um, he, who's silly, who was a kid at heart, but who is also deeply spiritual, but also loves his wife like crazy, but also will get down to the floor and and play and blow on, on his four year old's belly. Yeah. It's also the guy who will, you know, who has black friends and white friends who is a little bit of a, of a conservative, but may also lean liberal at any point in time. And that's and that's all to me. But I bring yeah. my fullest voice yeah. uh, to the world like in that way, man. So. I that's what I was that. saying, man. Probably not what you were expecting to get to get so. No, uh, that's what I wanted. So that's, deep, quick, no, man, I knew, that's, I knew, that's I knew that's, I knew that's where we were going. I knew that's where we were going. And 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 what I think is so profound about that, though, is that, you know, like to summarize that, and I'm going to unpack it a little bit more. It's like really to summarize that. It's like the biggest mistake was pretending to be somebody that was incongruent to who I really was. One hundred percent. Right, and so. And what's sad to me is like that's what we see a lot of the time, right? We we fall into this trap of like what they see on social media is real, what they see on social media is real, and I think there's two sides to it. There's, you know, some complicitness on those of us that consume and expect that that's what real life is, but then there's also some responsibility on our side, you know, to figure out you know who we are and who we want to be. And I think you nailed it because I want to pick this out. You said, you know, I am you know, Donald, I love my wife. I love my kids. This is what I stand for. And then I take that and share that to the world versus who is the world want me to be and then adjust everything else. Because the fallout on the back end is, is it's deep and it's hard and it hurts. And I've taken it many, many times. And I've heard the feedback. It's like, you're being different. Is that what you'd say in your men's group? I was like, ouch, no, crap meditating time walking time right so when you when you think about that now because you've you've made that shift and you've done it pretty well and i mean i've followed you for a while and we talk a lot when you think about that now what do you think the hardest part is as you go throughout your day to maintain that like because in my world right like you and i both know you just had this happen on vacation like you're like in i'm sharing (laughs) my voice then all of a sudden your voice is controlling your daily actions yeah. Right. Yes. And so like, what do you struggle with the most? And like, how do you put containers or how do you work through that to make sure that the gift that you have that you're sharing is doing its job versus being a distraction or a detriment to what you're building? Oh, man. Hey, I love you, man. I mean, I, I, lo- I love that you are not only are you a a business uh, genius that that leads with just so much value and light and generosity, but I love that you have so much depth to you. Um, so that that question is is I would say is this the 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 hardest thing for me it has been um, knowing when to uh, knowing when to hunt and when to like click that on, and then knowing when to serve right. And so that's been tough for me because coming from a, a, a pretty conservative background, um, having taught at, at private like Christian schools, like most of my life um, and, you know, coming from a, a biblical framework. What's so interesting is this, George, is that I really had to shed a lot of the a lot of, of the language that a lot of times people of faith have where you're taught to serve, but it comes at the expense of your health and of yourself. And so your servitude, it's a little idolatrous in that this, you begin to believe that the more that you serve, the more value you have. And the moment that your opportunity to serve is gone or, or you look around and you realize, wait a minute, I don't even know what I like. I don't, I I don't know myself. I don't have a voice. I had a season in my life recently where I began to become really bitter at just like the process of 
not know, okay, how do I, um, how do I serve? But then, okay, now I am an entrepreneur and yes, there is a level to servanthood and entrepreneurship, but as a man, I have to know how to hunt. And if I don't go out there and kill it and bring it back home, that's, that's an issue, right? Like that's an issue, not having that ability to dig deep and to see opportunity and to not necessarily like be, be someone who is, um, who who has a a quote unquote killer instinct or or who is trying to be predatory in any way, but how do I have this governor where I'm able to hunt when it's time to hunt, but then be as gentle as a lamb whenever it's time to be as gentle as a lamb, right? And serve, right? And so for me, I would say finding that that centeredness in a way has been a journey, man. And so I'm I'm still in the midst of it um, daily. Uh, I succeed daily. I fail depending on what time of the day it is, but man, like what a journey it's been because I, I feel like that's given me more of a truth uh, to my journey where it's like, you know what? I don't have to have it all figured out. I'm in process. Um, I mean, well, uh, but at the end of the day, um, especially just where we are, just like, you know, in, in the state of the world, um, there has to be a level to which like, if I'm not uh, aggressively dissatisfied, uh, but then also like, I understand, okay, look, the way that you are going to get ahead or the way that you're going to be able to continue to provide for your family is you have to be able to be a man who does it differently. Right. By the end of the day, people see that as weakness. So how do I then fortify myself so that, you know, I'm not taken advantage of, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a process, man. So figuring that out has been the tough, the toughest part of this journey. I would say. For me. Well, I think what you said, I think, I think part of it is that your progress and pursuit of progress is the, statement that you have it figured out Mm. because it is progress over perfection right jim quick says this all the time and i love jim to pieces right but like you know like even even hearing what you say there's a couple things i want to unpack and i love it like this is such an awesome and powerful conversation that's needed to be had i did just so everybody knows i have this conversation myself about 843 times an hour (laughs) <laughs> right. And uh, to give credit where it's due, my business partner, Stefano Stefano says this. I ask him all the time. Right. We sit here. We want to serve. We want to serve. And it's like if you ask Stefanos, hey, man, I want to I want to serve. What do you do? He's like, if you want to deepen your service, you must deepen your practice. Ah, oh, come on, bro. That's good. And I'm like, yeah. oh, hello, lighthouse analogy. Let's yeah, go. Fair. Right. Let's fortify yeah, that foundation. Fair. Right. But I think yeah. in, in even what you said, it's the pursuit of the progress and the implementation of the progress that makes the statement that you have it figured out Mm. because there really is no other in my, in my opinion. And I've learned this and I've, I've, (laughs) I like to test myself, right? Like I like to put myself through the self-sabotaging ringer, right? The adversity ringer, the, all of it. But really when you look at it at the end of the day, this was said to me that too. And I think you'll appreciate this. Suffering is optional because it's all perspective. Right. That's all it is. 100%. And and like when I hear you say this, I think it's such a powerful testament to like, you know, the garden will grow wherever we plant and water it. And what you're talking about is like, hey, like I'm moving forward. I'm doing this. I'm increasing my level of self-awareness, which is allowing me to fortify my sovereignty. Right. Or to give myself more power or to to be that beacon and to do it. And in that same process, though, you're you're loving yourself more and more and more every day. Yeah, because you're exploring, yeah. and and here's what's funny: a felon says this, the best that I could ever say it. So Wes Watson is like one of the most. You you get my voice, right? I'm a pretty aggressive. Like I was in the Marine <laughs> yeah. Corps, so uh-huh. like 
I respond to that well and I've healed the parts of my childhood that didn't respond to that. Now I actually like getting yelled at by my friends, right? Like it, it cuts yeah. through the noise for me. And Wes was a, a felon for 10 years and now he's a massive Instagram influencer. He is one of the most woke people I've ever met mm. in my life. I mean, ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah. And what his mantra is, is that you build the man that you give away every day. Jeez. Yes, sir. Your job is to build the man that you give away every day. And I think that that's something that you do every day that I see. And it it doesn't matter if it's like, oh, I'm at the beach or I'm on this vacation or I'm blowing, you know, kisses to my daughter's belly or I'm telling my wife much love or I'm recording a voiceover or doing a commercial. Right. Yeah. And so I I love that, man. Like I I really – this is a topic I haven't talked about a lot on the podcast. I don't think I've talked about it at all. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's so important because – I think a lesson, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. I think a lesson is even in the labels get dangerous, right? Like I was a teacher. Now I'm a dad. Now I'm a husband. Then I'm an entrepreneur. And I was like, but you aren't any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like, I don't know about you, but when I get bored, like I study duality and quantum mechanics and quantum physics because I like to mess with my mind. Yeah. And then if you really think about it, like I was reading this thing and watched this interview and they asked the question and they're like, who are you? And like mm-hmm. my brain was like, I'm, and they're like, no, no, no. Cause were you born that way? And I was like, right, right, no, right. And I'm like, so, and then I went to states of being, I was like, well, yeah. I'm giving and I'm loving. They're like in every moment. I'm like, okay, yes. no. And then like, you keep going and there is no answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, because it's whoever you choose to be in that moment. 100%. And man, 100%. I think that's something that I love and about what you do every day is I see you yeah. embody that, right? You just took two weeks off. You got reconnected. Yeah. You plugged in. But I think for entrepreneurs, yeah. I think it's really important that we have this conversation because it's easy to be like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a voiceover artist. I'm a business owner. I'm a whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, mm, you know, maybe, maybe, or maybe those are things that you're giving away every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just you just hit so much on the head. Um, so it even comes down to the way that I mean, in, in your world, when it, when it comes down to, to branding, right? So like the way in which people in their bio, you know, you, 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 you're, you're taught to have like the thing that you want to be known as, right? And even for me, what's so funny is this, I literally just recently switched my IG profile from the personal to, to, to the business. And so I'm kind of scrolling through all the little categories and stuff. And I'm like, Okay, uh, media. Uh, uh, like, what what category do I fit in? And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna pick one. This doesn't really define me, but I had to realize, okay, there's something to that. Where categories, we're talking about categories, where we're pigeonholed into these different things, and then it's like you don't you don't have space to evolve out of that, right? So even in the world of voiceover, I had to learn. Okay, Donald, um, yes, your voice does have like a natural baritone like like range, right? But what would happen if you began to push the limits of that if you wanted to do children's book narrations, right? And so when I landed my first children's book narration gig, I was like, wow, if I pigeonhole myself to just doing nonfiction audiobooks for faith-based authors, I would have never had the range that I now have, George, to be able to literally to pull in sound effects and create this whole other world for a child who's in between the ages of five and 10 mm-hmm. with these wacky voices were like, my, my octave range is up like five, you know what I'm saying? Like beyond what it, what it, what it normally is. And so when you just talked about that labels, man, I think that, that it's so important to begin to shed that and come back to this place of, okay, who am I before 
I, I think about all the things that I that I do, right? A teacher or a voiceover artist or a businessman. Those are things that I do. But or even as a dad or a husband, most recently in my marriage, I had to learn, okay, yes, like I've been so blessed to have this amazing woman in my life. But before I became her husband, it's like, who who was that guy? Right. Because ultimately, like you said, the man that we build every day is the man that we present to the world. But I would have even mentioned to say that even in my family, the man that I build every day is the man that I present even to the two most important people like in my entire world. Right. And so when you said that, that has challenged me so much. I'm like, wow, that is so profound, because if I don't if I lose sight of my being, ultimately what I present is going to be diluted and it's not going to be as potent as it potentially could be if I really come out as I truly am. You know what I'm saying? And so, man, that is um. Another layer of that is this is when when I, you know, most recently I, I went through some some counseling just in relation to some childhood trauma and, and, and working through that. And one of the things that my counselor told me, he was like, hey, you know, so much of counseling, this isn't about exposing you. Right. But this is really about uh, you being um, surgically like put back together. And there's so many parts of you like we are so intricate as human beings to where when we kind of get into a space of, okay, I can't think that thought or I can't feel that because of A, B, C, or D, it kind of takes away like this beautiful experience for us to be so nuanced, right? And so for us to pigeonhole ourselves to be like, I'm this, you're really taking away like the beauty and the power of you being nuanced. And all of that nuance is a mosaic that you present to the world is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So. I love it, man. I love it. You know, it's, you know, what's really interesting is that, as we're talking about this, like I'm getting clarity in my life, I'm getting all these things, but I'm going to go back to what you said in the beginning about the, the broken paradigm that somehow more service equals more value. Mm. Because in that world, and I think it's important to talk about that, I believe the, the, defining, the defining point of whether it's service or gratification of the ego is the come from right? If it's service or distraction or service or addiction determines on where it's coming from. Yeah. And I think this is like kind of like a beautiful rap because, you know, this happens in my world all the time when I teach companies like, oh, give more, give agnostic of credit card, give blah, blah, blah. And they're like, I am and it's not working. I was like, well, the fact that you're telling me it's not working means you're not doing it. Yeah. Because there is no measure on service. So true. Right? So true. And so what I think is really interesting is that as we think about these, like what I've come to realize in my life that containers are so important, right? Like just being intentional about what I do. And and we, we, we can be walking tweetables and cliches all day. Like I, I don't like being a tweetable, but I'm okay with it sometimes, but you, you gotta, you know, put your oxygen mask on first, right? You gotta do that. Mm -hmm. And I think when we accompany all of this, I've actually started to learn that like self-care and self-service and like sovereignty exploration and, you know, self-awareness and that level of attention to self ends up creating a byproduct of service to the world. 100% it does. And it's really interesting because I live in this world where like I teach this lighthouse analogy, right? But yet there's times I fall into I'm like, oh, I have to post more. I have to be out there more. I have to be out there more. And then I get burnt out and I disappear for two weeks. And in that two weeks, <laughs> we get more traction than we've ever gotten. So true, bro. And so I just think it's a really, really powerful concept. And so I want to I wanna talk to you about your positive mindset. Because like, I'm going mm-hmm. to be really honest, man. 
you like you know like you like piss sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and i love it right like i want to know what water you're drinking <laughs> yeah but i think what's so beautiful about it is i know you're a human you're a husband you're a father 100%. you're a businessman and and that i know yeah. that you experience the same gamut of emotions yes. and resistance and structure yeah. you know challenging moments that we all do but man yeah. you are always like I don't want to even call you like an optimist. I feel like you are authentic and you express and then you move. And so can you talk about that and like how you look at that and like how you choose to show up every day and like what goes into that and what that looks like? Because I think that's what carries so much weight with why people resonate with you. And I think it's a gift. Man, so look, I, I I thank you so much for that. That's that's very affirming because I know the the truth behind that, that the optics of me being a person who is um, positive, because again, most recently I've realized, okay, that there is a, a big difference between, uh, again, man, like being congruently mm-hmm. positive, like really living that from the inside out, as opposed to, I have to be positive because I know people like positivity. And so I want to receive that, you know, like it's, 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 it's such a world of difference. And so what's been so awesome is this, is that as I've gone down the rabbit hole of, a mindset and subconscious mind and, and, and all, all, all of these different things, I've realized, wow. Um, in order for me to be quote unquote positive or to radiate any kind of light, um, I have to plug into some kind of source like of that. And so, you know, for me, it starts out like early in the morning, you know, where I get up in between, you know, five and five thirty, and I literally will spend an hour and a half to two hours, you know, um, doing like a light, a light workout, eat my breakfast, you know, I'm saying like reading, um, listening to, you know, positive, upbeat, you know, worshipful type, type music. And that really gets me in a space, George, where anything that I'm anxious about for the day, because you, as you know, in business, you have a thousand and a million things going on. Right. And that can, and that can begin to creep into just, you kind of wake up and you're like, okay, like I got to get to it, but I've learned, okay, no, no, no. It's not about waking up and, and getting to it. Like, Hustle culture, I think, has permeated this idea that look, if you're not working 18 hours a day, then you're you're not really doing it. It's like, bro, like that is not sustainable. And yeah. you wonder why, you know, your wife don't like you, and you wonder why, like, you're a total jackass. You know what I'm saying? It's because like your body is not meant to keep up with that kind of pace life for too long. And so I would say for me, man, it starts out early in the morning where, where I have stillness. I think secondly, this has been something that's like been super huge for me. Um, Brendan Bouchard put together this amazing high performance journal. I have mine here somewhere where, you know, literally, man, like the night, the night before I go through this thing and I have to give account for my time. Mm-hmm. So I think making that jump from employee to, to entrepreneur where you, you walk in and from whatever time, eight to five, or in my case, from 730 to two, I knew what, what my day was like. I knew what classes I had to teach. I knew the papers that, that, that I had to grade. I knew when all my breaks were. I knew, play it out further. I knew when Christmas break was coming up, summer break, like everything, my schedule, my time was almost like thought of for me, right? I put into a system. Whereas now, it hit me in between the doggone eyes was like, Donald, you now have to create that system. And as a creator, a, a guy who does like rainbows and sunshine, right? Yeah. Like I think it's like being a voiceover artist and a, and a video editor and these things. Like I, I think in movies, right? So like I, and literally man, like here in, in our home, you know, I, I work from home and it's one of those beautiful things where it's like, I'm able to literally create all day, every day, but literally what was going to prevent me from going further in my business was having a system 
that I was held accountable to. I heard something here recently where, where someone said accountability is accounting for your ability. Mm-hmm. And so now as I think about my positivity, George, I can only be positive to the level to which I have a sense of accountability. Mm-hmm. And someone else that I heard recently said, hey, the most confident people that you could think of in your life are probably going to be the people who keep promises to themselves. And so when I think about the days that I don't keep the promise to myself to get up at a certain time to do a certain thing, whenever I say I'm going to do it, my confidence wanes and thus my positivity wanes. And so my confidence isn't necessarily in my ability like to get it done, but it's just in something so simple and so small as keeping my word to myself. How can I ever keep my word to you if I don't keep my word to my doggone self? And so I think positivity is, is directly linked to confidence. And confidence to me is is linked to accountability, like accountability for what you say you're going to do and who you're going to be. I literally came up with a tweetable and it makes my heart happy. Like either the level of positivity or the level of confidence is correlated to the depth of your practice. There you go, bro. Yep. The level, yep. the level of happiness in your life is correlated to the depth of your practice. And, and man, I yep. couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I'm, I actually just worked on the structure for our mastermind because I'm, I'm changing the curriculum and I'm holding changing what I'm doing, but I came up with a daily practice. And the first thing I do now is I teach them to turn the light on and that's in the morning. First thing you get up. Right. And, and that's not with music. That's alone time. That's, I call that source, right? I call that wisdom, right? When you get Uh to sit in that and observe, right? You don't have to catch it all, but you get to observe, observe the thought, observe the feeling. I call that wisdom. Like that's you plugging into whatever source you believe in. That's going to give you that intention, set your day for the day. And then we end with the light off at the end of the day, where it's just like you do, you reflect back and you look at like, okay, where'd it go today? where did it didn't go? I have a question for you because you were a teacher, right? So like you were very, very structured, right? Like, and and you said like that, the, the structure was advocated to the people who built the curriculum and whatever private, public, whatever was there. And so, so basically you got to show up to the bowling alley, never bowling before and already knew you were going to hit the pins because there were bumpers, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's how that's, I see it. And we have to create those containers for ourselves. Yeah. Has there ever been a point in your life where like you have not woken up with an alarm clock or even in like the last couple of years where like, you're like, Oh, I'm just going to sleep in or I'll wake up whenever versus like how you feel when you're intentional the night before. Because there's this thing, and like I, I hated getting up early in the Marine Corps, right? I would get up at 3.30 every yeah. day, and I had to. Yeah. add a long commute, and then I got out, and I was like, I'm never using an alarm clock again, right? And I went the other way. And then recently, I did the 75 hard, and I found myself- Congratulations, by the way. That, thank bro, you. I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Keep going. Yeah, man. And so I was like, I was getting up at 4.30- and it was a struggle for me. And then wow. I was like, I'm sacrificing an hour with my son in the morning because he wakes up at 545. And no matter what, he's not staying in his room. He's going to be four next month. Wow. You get this, right? Wow. So yeah, when he's awake, he's up. And he's like, Daddy, it's time. Daddy, it's time. And like, I'll never have those moments again. He's not going to be 18 years old at 545 tugging on my foot oh, being like, Daddy, come yes, get up with me. Right? Yes, and right. I was like, I was like, oh, that's fine. Lindsay can get up with him. That's fine. I'm at the gym. And then I was like, F that. Yeah, I was yeah. like. How can I get both done? I was like, if I go to the gym at 3.30, I'll be home by 5.15. I'll journal and I'll be here when he wakes up. Come on, bro. And I did that for the 75 days and it was the easiest thing I've ever done. Wow. And then I finished the 75 hard and I was like, oh, and we traveled. My wife had surgery and I was like, oh, I'll just sleep in today. Yeah. And I swear the fallout from that one day lasted four or five days emotionally. Hmm. And it wasn't even that like I didn't keep my word. 
It's that I mm. made a back door for myself because there was yeah. no logical yeah. reason that I shouldn't yeah. be watering the plants the same way. Come on, bro. And I was like, why? I'm mm. like, am I tired? I'm like, no. I'm like, am I making my day harder? Yeah. I'm like, what am I sacrificing? What am I pretending not to know? Like, that's my mm-hmm. favorite question I ask myself. What am I pretending yeah. not to know or not to see? And yeah. so it sounds like you've experienced like a lot of that stuff, right? And so do yeah. you carry that through your day as well? Like when you're yeah. thinking about recording, when you're thinking about, cause you create and you create a lot, but there's times you create for you and then you have to put this other mask on to create yeah. for other people. So true. Right. So like, how yeah. do you go through your day and compartmentalize yeah. might be the right word, but containerize or plan through that to set yourself up to win? Because I feel like it would be really easy as yeah. a creative to create for yourself, but then get pulled into somebody else's world and lose track of who you are. 1, like, what's that 000%, like? One thousand percent. So I would say, and and that's where man, like I'm, I'm just so blown away at process and and the evolution of our human experience. Where and jumping into entrepreneurship, becoming a, a business owner, like all these different phrases, and you know, like just pretty, but pretty much stepping away from the nine to five life. It hit me, man, where it was like, wow. If I don't deal with some of these internal things that I keep rubbing up against. So, for example, um, there was a period of time where in terms of like clients or or even like with with my wife, this has been maybe at this point two or three years ago where we were doing this this YouTube channel. And, you know, and, and we were making like some great head where like capturing family content, like encouraging people, yada, yada, yada. And as a creative, it's kind of like she came into my world, video editing, like documentation, like all this cool stuff. And we began to butt heads where I felt like she, uh, she didn't let me like create. Right. And she's like, I don't understand. Like what's the big deal. I'm, I'm just saying like, do it this way. Like I, I know how women like, like the, like this color or this palette. And it began to hit on my insecurity. It began to hit on me not being able to relinquish that creative thing where it's like, I have to paint. Like there has to be no rhyme or reason, but like I have to paint. But it carried over recently here in, in the last 18 months where as I began to work with clients and they had a certain sound that they wanted, my pride began to well up again where it was kind of like, I know what's best creatively. And it's kind of like, well, Donald, like they're coming to you for, for a service. So yes, like you may know, but if you truly are trying and seeking to serve them and, you know, and they're paying you, then they kind of do have like the final say. And then at the end of the day, like, bro, like what's, what's the big deal? And so when you talk about like being a creative, I've had to understand that if I'm serving other people with my gift, that when I step into that space, it really is about their vision. If they ask me to step into a, a different space, whether they're asking me to consult or to give my professional opinion, then I'll do that. Mm-hmm. But when, when, I, when I lead with that, because I'm still in a very elementary state, a very infantile state in this journey, what will happen is, George, I will become insecure if I feel like I'm going to be rejected in some in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I'll feel like, OK, if I say what I think creatively and they don't like it, then that means something about me. And whenever that began to happen, I'm like, whoa, I got to step back because that's not even that's not even in the in the universe of what's actually happening. So what's really going on here? Donna, you have some deep insecurity issues. And if you if you don't deal with those things, this business that you're trying to build this um this world that you believe that is for you to step into for the rest of your days that's going to come crashing down because at the root of it is you don't like you 
So irregardless of someone else steps into that world or not, you have to know and like you. So I think another layer, another layer of that is this, George. When we think about um, being able to to create, I think there's something to realize a man like, OK, going out in nature and just like beholding the creativity in nature, the creativity in like the way that like there's just so much variation of color in nature, man. Like it, re- it really humbles you for you to see, yo, like I'm creative, but man, whenever I look around me and I see like this amazing, like glorious, like like all of this that, that's around me, man, like something else, like something else put put this thing together. So if I don't uh, humble myself, then ultimately I'm going to get in the way of myself and moving forward. Totally. You know what I love about that analogy is the first thing that popped into my head is like we would never get pissed at the tomatoes that they don't all look the same or that the leaves aren't all the same exact color, right? Like the imperfection, quote unquote, that our limited language and communication skills put on nature is the exact metaphor in which we should be living our life, which is that that is what makes us us. Like that is what it is, man. And and like I learned this lesson too, like – I remember consulting a Fortune 50 company with a hat on backwards and a blue mohawk covered in tattoos and sweatpants. And they're like, what are you wearing? I'm like, my uniform. What do you think? Come on, bro. Right? Come like, on. And like I wasn't doing it because I, I was doing because I was insecure, like getting out of the Marine Corps. But like I wanted to be myself and I didn't want Come my on. value to be predicated on like what I looked like or like what was there. But then I also started to learn that there's better ways to do this. But then I realized that the only time I was immovable is when I wasn't fortifying my own foundation. Oh, come on. bro! Right. And like, that's really like, and I, I feel cheesy sometimes when I think about how perfect the lighthouse analogy works and like what I teach, but then I got back to it and I was like, wow, I'm not tending to my light. Like I didn't check my foundation. I didn't make sure the door was locked. I didn't check the weather report. I didn't know there was a hurricane coming and I didn't prep for it. I'm like, why aren't I always prep for it? I'm like, why can't I just go in and be like, this is how I see it. And then, then be like, oh yeah, I don't like that. I'm like, cool. How do you see it? Let's go. Right. And like, it's taken years for me to even get somewhat close to that. And newsflash, newsflash, if it's happening to you in your business, it's happening to those in your personal life around you too. 100% every single time. And the best example, my wife nailed me. I told you my wife is like, you know, a lioness in this thing. Like she's the one that hunts. I just pretend to, right? Uh, I take the credit sometimes, but <laughs> she's the reason it all works. But like there was this thing I, I, I remember when I started doing work on myself and not like woo-woo stuff, like just being aware of ourselves, like being aware of – one analogy I like, Donald, is looking at myself like I'm an athlete. Yeah. Right? And I, I tell people, I'm like, can you name me one Olympic gold medalist without a coach? And they're like, no. I'm like, do you think every time the coach gives them feedback, they yell at the coach? No. Coaches help navigate blind spots. We have this awareness to navigate our own blind spots, right? And what I found is that if we had a coach that we were paying for, we'd be open to it, right? But then we think our intuition isn't our best coach. So true. Right? Or that fear or that check engine light that comes on, right? And so I'll never forget it because I I have like maybe three colors of crayons in my box, right? Like I'm not a 64, (laughs) you know, variety pack like you yet. And – but I'm okay with that. But I remember – and like – I remember this conversation. I don't remember the topic. My wife's like, I'm telling you, it's bothering. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And like, I was angry and defensive and insecure, right? And then she looked me dead in the eye, man. And she's like, you're a purple dinosaur. Come on. And I was like, well, no, I'm not. And she's like, yeah, notice how calm you are. And I was like, oh, yeah. Wow, she's, she's good. good. And she's she was good, like. Bro. She was like, because if it landed, you'd get defensive. And I was like, I literally, I think I spent 48 hours in silence. 
I was like, I don't want to talk again. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm, but it was, it was such good awareness when we think about it. And I think about like the things that you're sharing are so powerful, so powerful when it comes to this, you know, this topic, because all of us are creators, right? Like all of us have our unique light signature, right? Or our unique voice. And that voice is a gift to ourselves, then to those around us and then to the world. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the challenges that I see in the world of entrepreneurship is the lack of self-awareness and work on self that I want hustle culture to get hit with cancel culture. Oh man. Come like on, that's man. where we need to go. Right. And, come and on. just so yeah. everybody knows, like hustle culture comes post industrial revolution. There's a really good so book true. called guns, grains, germs, and steel. And like, yeah. where like the whole thing is like, we don't live in an assembly line world anymore. We don't so have true. to, like we have the ability to do these things, but that also means that, we have to use our brains more and we have to refeed those things and give them the space and the time. So good, bro. And so I have a question about voice, but not really yeah. voice. You tell me what the level of this, right? Like I feel like life, like life yeah. in general is the pursuit of finding, sharing, and then knowing when not to share your voice. Yes. Yes. The pursuit of life for me is finding... Ooh. Yeah. sharing and then learning when not to share your yeah. voice. Right. I, I had this quote yeah. that I wrote that it said, leadership is knowing what to say and when not to say it. 100%. And so when you think about that, right, there's yeah. a lot of people yeah. that are like, God, I, I want to do this, or I don't know, or I'm a teacher and I have this passion or, you know, I'm kind of doing this, but I'm afraid they're not going to like it. Or I have these 10 ideas or I want to do this painting or I want to do like, how do you, take a step through that because you just went through that and you've gone through that a couple of times but like how do you see that process of like finding your voice sharing your voice and then iterating or modulating your voice per se to stay in your lingo ah so good so uh, we've been talking a lot here in in the house about sacred moments Mm. and how and you you hit on the head you know, having something that you could say or something that you could share and having the power to, to hold it for yourself was something George that I never thought was a good thing. I thought that if you had something good to share, that you had to share it with someone because after all, like it's something good, but the more that I've just savored things for myself and had these sacred moments, the more I realized like, wow, like that, that, that was just for me. And you begin to see like, wow, man, like that's a really sacred moment. Like to be able to have a thought an idea to be inspired in some kind of way to learn something and to be able to just chew on that thing and to savor it, man. Like, it's like, wow, like that's a really special moment just to have like with myself. And honestly, man, like for me as a creative and and being relational and, and all that, man, like so much of my world is, you know, externally focused. And recently I've learned the power of just that. Like I had a really good buddy of mine say, Hey Donald, how, how are you treating yourself today? You need, you need to ask yourself that question at least once a day. How am I treating myself? And what's so profound for, about that for me, George, is that the more that I've stepped into a space of asking myself that question, the more I've seen like, wow, um, exactly what you just said, like with leadership, being able to, to, to see something coming and to be able to savor it, sleep on it, if need be, put a strategy around it to fortify yourself or to fortify the family mm-hmm. 
but how like that really is like there, there's such a sacredness about that and definitely in the age of social media where we feel like like you said talk talking about being like you thought about being a tweetable right where you know most recently like i went back to the twitter and you know <laughs> the twitter and, i love and, it <laughs> the twitter. i mean like, it's, it's great man it's great like i but i'm like wow so much of this platform is about it really is about like firing off like those th- those thoughts that you have and i'm like here we go again the journey of self-control it's like no that's not i don't need to put that public and that's totally okay that like it really is okay and it, it, as a matter of fact it's, it's it's a really sacred moment that i can just have and enjoy so i don't know if i answer the question but there's no just you a few, well few you did questions. like and i'm gonna be really transparent with everybody there's probably five moments in this podcast that i surpassed a sacred moment because in that moment i felt the need i was like ah but like I'm learning, right? Like I'm learning, you know, when to open and when to close. But I think that it's the pursuit of it, right? I wrote this post on social a couple months ago and I was like, and don't let the premature ejaculation of your fingers get you in trouble. So true. And there's even yep. even in the social media world, there's this fear that like if I don't say it right now, that if I don't say it right now, and that's hustle culture being met with the addiction culture that happens on social media but what i will say near il talks about this a lot in his book indistractable or hooked but i love the way he says he's like technology is not the problem yeah technology is not the problem i was like there's two sides to every coin and he's like the way that we use it right but technology is nothing more than a set of processes or structure that we put into place because you want to know what a new technology is deleting instagram off your phone that's the technology only checking Facebook at a certain time in your calendar on your computer is a technology. That's so right? good. And that's so true. like, yeah, I fair. love it. And what he talks about is a lot of people like it's an addiction and he's like, no, 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 no. It's a distraction. Yes. Right. Yes. And then the yes. question to ask yourself is like, what am I distracting myself from? From 1000%. Right. And like 1, that's for me, like when we talk about that alone time, that reflection time, that, that time yeah. That time that we are distracted from is where life happens. 100%. Because like every business idea that's ever worked, every moment of confidence, clarity, self-love, appreciation, acknowledgement that I've ever had in my entire life has come yeah. on the other side of sitting through whatever that moment was. Yes, sir. And like you think about it, there's you and I. You had that moment when you were on the beach where you're like, am I really on my phone right now? But it was a, a mon- it was a momentary moment. Like it was literally – Three seconds and you're done. And then you and I have had times in our lives where we're sitting there, we feel sad and heart. our heart hurts, right? We yes, acknowledge sir. that our heart hurts. We take a step forward to progress. And then at some point, 36 hours later, our heart doesn't hurt. And yet we feel invincible like RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think, yeah. it, I think it's such a powerful thing. So you did, you did answer my voice. I, I think really what it is, is like at the end of the day, like if I use the voice analogy, because you are the voice, it's protecting your voice. <laughs> On all yes, the fronts, right? Like if a yeah. singer sings too much, they can't sing anymore. If so they strain true. too much, they'll get vocal cancer. Like if they so if they push outside of the range that they've trained for, if they don't recover enough, but at the same time, all of us have this voice. Yep. And the voice yep. is like, how do we find it? How do we love it? How do we tender it? How do we nurture it? How do we share it? And how do we know when to turn it down, turn it up and do it? And I think it's the practice of that that's so powerful, man. 100 so, so what would you tell people like this is this is because like you're just somebody that i respect and admire i'm like 
I can't believe like I'm like somebody told me I had a radio voice. I'm like, have you heard half my friends? I was like, I don't know what radio you're listening to. I'm like, maybe like boot camp radio. And then I'm like, but yeah. Jocko's got that so much better than me. And I'm like, Jocko's yeah, yeah, because Jocko just talks with that like that yeah. like that like deep thing. Like like he's got like a a deep blade down there, and I love it though. But like when you think about that, like what's the first step to finding or sharing your voice? Yeah. So honestly, George, I, I don't know how I would advise anyone else. I can only just share my journey of what it's been like to change the question a little bit. I don't think it's about finding a voice. Mm. I think it's about, is it about creating your voice? About creating your voice. And, and here's why I say that. Um, you know, I've learned so much about the power of a day and how there's so much density to like a day, like every moment that you have to breathe and to be present and to use your extremities, man. Like it's it's just such a it's just such a blessing, man. Like and and I think that especially in in culture today, where where either you feel like things are moving really fast or you know the sky is falling or whatever, like wherever you choose to put your energy, right? But there's something to, um, in discovering, you have to be present. If, mm-hmm. if, if I literally am on a discovery trip, right. Or if I say, Hey, I, I want to go discover the cure to whatever disease in the Amazon rainforest, I have to be present. Like I'm listening better. I'm paying attention more. I'm looking at where, where I step and the power of being present, man, like has really been um, a, a lot of us, myself included, have punted that we've given that up in exchange for what we feel like is going to give us satisfaction. And so I think that when we talk about discovering voice, I think that the power in that is you have to be present. Mm. And a lot of times being present requires you to and you hit it on the head a few minutes ago. It requires you to own what you're afraid to be present with. Mm what you are distracting yourself from, what pain you're afraid to feel, um, maybe even what positive feeling you're trying to recreate that honestly, it isn't meant for you to recreate it. Mm-hmm. It was a sacred moment that you just need to enjoy. And once it's done, it's done. And it's not about trying to find the next high, but it's about how do I be present and how do I enjoy like what is? Because at the end of the day, man, like, all we have literally like it is now. Right. And it, if we add up all of our nows, man, like it does become like a day and then a day rolls into a week. And so then we look back and it's like, wow, I'm 35 years old. Uh, what have I accomplished? And you begin to tally and say, you know what, man, like I need to be more present because if I'm more present, I can be more effective. I can love more deeply. I can serve at a much deeper and higher level. And I can really create value that has been like, I, I didn't even believe that I create this 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 much value if I'm truly being, being present. Yeah. I can really know the people around me better if I'm truly present. And so, yeah, man, I think I think voice is discovered. Um, I think that if you're in the elementary stages of that process, like I am, I think that as you discover it, you begin to see, okay, oh yeah, like that that just seems right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say like it feels right because I don't think it's all about feelings, but like. It's about like you just know it and you're knower. <laughs> you know yeah, it's that, like it, I call it the MHB, the the mind, heart, and belly, right? Like yes, it, sir. It's like straight up. Yeah, man. You feel it. 
Yeah, yeah, you 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 know it. And so even and thank you for that moment because even just then we asked the question. I had like this cool answer, but I was like, no, Donald, your truth right now is it's not about it's not about finding it. Yeah, that's that's not your, that's not true for you right now. Yeah, you're in the elementary stages of discovering your voice again. Yeah, and, and that's I, okay. Yeah, because the the well the thing that we say create right, I think it's just you just got to keep shooting. Yeah. You got to keep taking the shots and taking the shots yeah, sure. and taking the shots and taking the shots. Like when I used to be a food blogger, I, I, I use these analogies all the time because it's like if you start making a recipe and it turns out like shit yeah. and you take a bite of it, you will never make that recipe the same way. But you quit cooking. No, you don't. No, nope. you might advocate it and pay somebody else to cook for a while, but eventually you'll cook again. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. But like that's a lesson in entrepreneurship right there. And I think that's what it is. But what you also talked about is the seasons. Right. Like the way that I look at life is there's like seasons, there's quarters, there's levels like and all of them. Like, you know, we go through seasons that happen for a week, a month. Some of them happen for a lifetime. Some of them happen for reasons. But like what you just talked about was like whether it's a complete hero's journey or whether it's a cycle, you're like, I have this voice. This voice has been working, but now I'm growing. Now I'm pushing. I'm finding another octave. I'm turning the volume knob up one more level that's sustainable. And then I think. Somebody said this to me a couple of years ago. I think it was Tucker Max that said this to me. He was in there on a whiteboard and he was drawing this and he's talking about growth as a human, as an entrepreneur, right? And we look at it and we see this mountain in front of us, right? So if you're listening to this, just visualize this mountain in front of us. And we look at it and we, we peak that mountain. We climb that mountain. We get to the top and we're like, yeah, we made it, right? Yeah. And it's when yeah. you hit the top of that mountain that you're for the first time ever able to see the next peak that's a couple thousand feet higher, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, here we go, new goal. But what we tend to forget is that in order to climb that second peak, you have to fall down the backside of the first mountain. So true, man. There is no, I'm going to leapfrog my way over, right? And I think that's best, whether you use a mountain, whether you use a circle, like you get to a point that becomes your new base. It becomes your new control, right? It becomes your main line or your main track. And then you explore how much deeper you can modulate or how you can go further and then yeah. as you do that, or like a rubber band, when you stretch it, it never goes back to the same size. It'll recover, yeah. but it's 100%. still just a little bit bigger. And I think that that's just such a powerful way to be, man. I don't I don't know. And by the way, your whole thing, you said this, this was a sacred moment for me when you said you realize the power of a day. Yeah, man. The power of a day. Like you better write a book, do a podcast, do something about the power <laughs> of a day with that voice. Yeah. It's powerful, man. I mean, it, it's um, you know, and to, and to your point about the mountain and going back down the back side of that, man. Like, I'm beginning to see, like, wow, that that really is the fun part. The the expectation, the exertion of everything in you, like to ascend to that to that peak, man. Like, that's really that that really is like what it's about. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you are. Whenever you reach a point where you have the really cool highlight moments, as you know, you know, like once you get it, it's kind of like, okay, that was cool. But man, like the journey, like to get the there, journey, bro, like man. that's where you're most alive, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, man, like the power of a day. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take your, your wisdom and chew on that some more. I, I would, I would, I would pin that for some of your thinking time on the power of a day, man. Cause you know, it's funny. It's like, I think about it, right. And we think about these peaks and I think you've experienced this a lot. There's a point in my life where I thought that when you went down the backside of the mountain, you had to get like tossed down and flowed down and flipped down mm-hmm. and battered down. And I was like, realize you could just ride a bike or get on a sled and have fun on the way down. So true. 
right? And like, I think, I think it's so critical to just think about that, like, life happens in between the highlight moments and the highlight yes, moments are a testament to the work that you put in daily, right? That yeah. commitment to self, that consistency to the practice, whatever that looks like for you. And it's really funny. It's like the highlight moment is the, um, the culmination of the voice being shared, right? And then you shared it, that performance is over. Yep. And then you get back to the practice and the craft. It's and the done, bro. It's done. And, and, and you said something uh, last year that really revolutionized, honestly, like, I mean, it, it was at, at the, you know, the very beginning of this one year anniversary of being full-time in business, when you said um, relationships be algorithms. Mm -hmm. And I began to press into that, man. And began, I began to say, wow, like what, what happens off of this thing? <laughs> what, what happens absent of the machine? It really is this, mm -hmm. it really is relationships. Like it really is getting to know people at their core and accepting them, like you said, challenging them, pushing them because you want to see people grow. You want to see them evolve. Uh, um, but man, like there, there's something powerful about that, man. And so, yeah, man. So, I mean, we can, we can talk about this <laughs> for, for the next three hours. I, I mean, I, I just kind of want to give you like your, your flowers because I don't think you realize, um, like you talked about, like the way, the way that you've watched my journey, mm. I think it's been so great, man, for me to, um, for me to, to know what I know about you, how much you have helped businesses like create, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, but the depth to which you're able to just be George and be, like you said, like fully you to share the full gamut of, of your experience while also having like that much external success, man, really is a testament to, to your character. Uh, it's a testament to, to what you truly value in life. Um, and so any man that I, that I talk to, like who, who, uh, who sings praises of, of his girl and praises of his kids, man. Like I'm like that, that always tells me something. So I appreciate you, bro. And I appreciate um, how hard you work at, uh, at creating, um, not just value, but how much you work hard at, um, at being, at being in a good place. And so you said something recently. Um, I, I think you had read, you, you, you read the book called, is, is it breathe or breath? What is it oh, called? Oh yeah. Yeah. Bre uh, breathe by James Nestor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, um, and j just to see you kind of go through that book <laughs> in, your, in your IG stories, I was like, man, like he, he really is about, um, we talked about being present, mm -hmm. but the way that you, uh, the way that you documented that, that process of you being challenged with that, like that concept. I just appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. So it's like, so I, I just really see you, George Bryant as a man who, um, who is the total package, but who also realizes like, you know, at, at any point in time, he, ha he has a bad day and he's reminded of his, of his, uh, of his fallibility, but mm -hmm. he, he wants to get it right, man. So I appreciate that about you. Yeah, man. I, I, I appreciate it. Heard, heard, good received, good. received and heard. I have a movie recommendation for you, but everybody, uh, okay. and this movie recommendation, uh, Google it, but it's on Apple TV and it's kind of hidden. It's not on our main menu. I don't think it will be. It's actually called chasing the present. The uh. movie is called chasing the present. And I had no idea what we were going to talk about today, but I'm going to read you, um, one of my favorite quotes from that book. 
and uh, I'm going to pull it up on my phone, but the movie is called Chasing the Present. So what I know about this movie, because I, I, you know, when I find movies I like, I go down the deep rabbit hole of uh, Wikipedia when I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, who is this guy? How do I find him? Boom, boom, boom. And this guy was a very successful entrepreneur, launched a ton of like um, vegan restaurants and things like that. And then like the more successful he had, he became the unhappier he became. He had more anxiety, more panic attacks, wow. more depression, boom, boom, boom. And that movie, uh, he interviewed um, like the leading researcher in duality, right? And that's where that who am I question came up, right? And so it got me. But this one quote, this one quote, because we talked about ego, right? We talked about masks, right? Ready for this? This is serendipitous. Here we go. The being does not suffer. The being is in grace, bliss, existence, and consciousness, and irritating love and light. The one suffering is the mask desperate from being torn apart, losing control of the game. The mm. broken mask is the main tool of the ego. 100%. And I was like, uh, 100%. and I hit pause, bro. Literally like yeah. there's days I struggle with presence because I am just like everybody else. And I'm fallible where I'm like, Oh, it's more fun to play a game on my phone or go read an Instagram comment or respond. I literally watched that scene in that movie I put my phone down, I hit pause, and I stared at my ceiling for 45 minutes, and it was like the happiest 45 minutes of my life. Wow. And like wow. my wife and my kids were out, and I was just there, and it was like I could feel love in my body. I could feel warmth in my chest. I could yeah. feel like yeah. every ounce of me, and I was like that's what we get to do every day, and then we get yeah. to find that, then we get to give it away. We get to find it, we get to give it away. Um, yes. But yeah, and then the other one that I appreciated from that movie, uh, another quote that I wrote down was the job of the seeker is to stabilize consciousness at the present moment. Hmm. And I was just like, okay, I'm good. I got enough woo-woo tweetables in my brain to go, but I think about like everything that we talked about today, like who you are as a husband, who you are as a father, who you are as a creative, the way that you give yeah. your gift to the world, what you're doing is you are using your gift to redefine the edges of who you are, learning, fortifying it and practicing giving away the next level. Man, that's that is um that's very well said. And I think as as you were talking, I was like, man, that's that's so app like applicable to to what to what I do at like in voiceover. So in my maybe like second year of doing VO, my my bride was like, babe, like I really think you would benefit from voiceover coaching. And I'm like, I didn't I didn't even know it was there. like I know you have voice coaches, but someone like to really literally like walk me through the ins and outs of reading scripts, mm. what to put emphasis, right? Um, my enunciation, um, how to lean into my true voice, like how to not be the radio guy, because I think that's what people want to hear. But it's like, yeah, no, Donald, yeah, like, yeah. like literally like like use the full range of your voice. And I remember um, Rodney Salisbury, um, who was the voice of, uh, of Twix and Zatarans for decades, was my voiceover coach. And we would have these virtual sessions. I'll be here in Central Florida. He would be in, in California. And we would just read through scripts, George. And I remember he would say, Donald, slow down. You're skipping over words. You're not putting emphasis on the words. You're not paying attention like to the words. You need to hit the. like. It's not just like the mind of George podcast, you know, like, like when you say the, like you need to like sound grand. This is an introduction. Like you, you can put that emphasis on whatever word you want to. And that taught me, man, like, wow. And what I do in narration or, you know, or uh, bringing out emotion, like 
um, someone taught me recently, you know, here in the last couple of years, the theater of the mind. So if I'm doing like a radio station um, ID where literally it's like, um, you know, if we were doing something for, for you, it would be something like the mind of George podcast, like something like that. And it's like, OK, if I literally just kept that that vocal and I sent it to you dry without any sound effects, without any music, it will probably fall flat and it will probably sound like like yelling. But if I incorporated sound effects the right way, if if I put a, a little bit of reverb or not, or if I put like a music bed like that really accentuated what I was saying, it really evokes the kind of emotion that I'm seeking to uh, like create like in your mind. And when you said I felt love, what's so powerful about being a creative is this, is every single day we have the power to influence people and influence their feelings and their minds. And, and as you know, from a copywriting perspective, there are certain words that, that we can use to evoke certain kinds of emotions. So like back to what we were saying earlier, but when I think about the power of voice, man, there's something about even like words and what you tell yourself. And I remember um, recently going through counseling and my counselor was like, hey, Donald, I feel like you really have an issue of saying that things are okay whenever they're not okay. And that that kind of goes back like to your childhood. And I was like, Okay, tell me more about that. And we started to go through this process where I realized, like, wow, as a kid, there were certain things that happened where I said to myself, I have to be okay because that makes everything around me okay. Yep. And as a man, 35 years old, in the last literally six months, I realized, like, wow, everything around me does not have to be okay. Nope. And sometimes I'm not okay. And the more that I tell myself that, you know what, I'm not okay, but there's a reason that things are not okay. So how do we figure out how to make them better? Or is it even necessary to make it better? Don't need to sit in this pain. Don't don't need to be present in this pain to really feel this. And how that is powerful, man. That's yeah. so powerful. And so, man, if it's like reading scripts or if it's like seeing the power of, of a moment or a day, man, like it's just so beautiful, man, that we literally get a chance to create our reality based on what we tell ourselves and based on what we say to others, man. So yeah, man. Well, then I'm going to highlight that. I'm going to highlight that because that's where we're going to, we got to end on that note. That is amazing. We (laughs) create our reality based on what we tell ourselves and tell other people. Yeah. I, I just like, I think that's so powerful. Like you are an artist that gives life to the word the, like you give meaning to the word the and of and just conjunctions that people forget about, right? Like the level of presence. Like you said that to me and I was like, God, I skip over so many words. I skip only so many of those precious moments, right? Those, what do you call them? Those moments? Sacred moments. The sacred moments, right? I was like, (laughs) God, like when I say the, I was like, what if I pause and have a sacred moment right there? Like where, and like some of the best leadership and coaching I've ever gotten in my life is just slow down, right? And I realized that I talk fast and I'm still talking fast as I'm developing my voice. And I know it's a season because there's 100. times where I'm going to be reflective and I'm going to ask questions. And what I've fallen in love with is that this is my journey and I'm okay with the fact that I sound like the roadrunner and most people have to listen to the podcast <laughs> on 0.7, right? Like most people are like, I listen on 1.5, but George Rose, I listen to yours on like 0.7. I'm like, I know, 7, I know. I'm like, if, if that's what you're hearing, you can imagine the speed at which it's going through my consciousness, right? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think secretly I always want to be like a freestyle rapper, but I don't want to study words <laughs> that well. So I follow like Harry Mack and a few other ones. Oh my goodness. That gets yeah, my, yeah. that's like, that gets me happy. But uh, Donald, do you do me a favor? I want it in your voice. Can you tell everybody the best place to find you on Instagram, 
your sure. website. And then uh, closing words are yours, man. Anything you want to leave with people <laughs> at the end of the show? Yeah, man. So uh, Donald the Voice uh, everywhere and everything. Instagram at Donald the Voice, DonaldTheVoice.com. Uh, shoot me an email at hello at DonaldTheVoice.com if you're more of an email person. And then Facebook, I believe I'm, I'm Donald dot the voice i believe um george is going to help me out with that i am not doing well on my facebook engagement but instagram is definitely where i where, where i hang out the most so parting words would be um would be uh that there's so much power in presence mm. and so however that hits you um i know how it's hitting me but how, however that that hits you man um take it in enjoy it and do something with it so there's a lot of power and presence. And so my voice just happens to be, you know, used in, in many ways, but man, if I don't pay attention to what I'm reading, um, the intent of the author or the intent of the person who had that concept is lost if I don't pay attention. So that's good, man. That just came to me. Good. Pair that, pair that with the power of a day. And I think you might got something to unpack there. So Everybody, I'm not going to dissolve any of that or dilute it at all. That is potent and powerful. Listen to it again. Hit pause. Go hit up Donald. Uh, I mean it. Follow his Instagram. I do. Send him a DM. Slide in there. You don't have to be all creeper, but you can slide into his DMs. He won't mind. (laughs) But before I go any further, remember that relationships always beat algorithms. This is another episode of The Mind of George Show, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. And like I said in the beginning, probably a ton of times throughout. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you want to hear more. Now, leave a review if you like me. Actually, don't leave a review if you like me. Just leave a review if you feel so inclined. But I'm going to ask you because it helps other people find this. And I'm going to give you a little marketing lesson in the outro of this anyways. Go to mindofgeorge.com so you can get into our crazy family and also get a free gift my team and I made for you. Now, here's the thing. There's only four types of customer journeys and I'm sending you to one page to cover all of it. But our job is to give you everything that you need to succeed as an entrepreneur. See, what I want is I want you to be in our family. I want to be in a relationship with you and I want you to have a win before I ever get a win. And so on that page, you'll see some of the best stuff that we have, our top podcast episodes, our free courses we put together, our free content. And there's one in particular that I'm super proud of. We put together a free 30-day transformational marketing course, literally just need your email so you can get in and get into the membership site. We talk about the two most important documents in your business, your lighthouse and your avatar sheet, which we now call the beacon of beliefs in your captain's assessment. We teach you about the conscious and subconscious customer journey, how to have congruency in your marketing, the psychology of email marketing, the six email sequences that your business needs to have right now to win, the two most wasted pieces of real estate and digital marketing that you can fix right now, my special five-part email recipe, and how to reframe your card abandonment strategy so you don't insult people's intelligence anymore, plus whatever else I can come up with on a certain level of crazy, because my mission is to teach you that relationships will always beat algorithms, and I'm ready to be on your team, I'm ready to be in your corner, and it's time for you to win a gold medal. So make sure you go to mindofgeorge.com, and we'll see you in the next episode. I love you all. Mwah.